Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 216. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. What's bacon, Fire Nation? Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor today, LegalZoom. When you choose LegalZoom, you'll be among three dozen companies on the Inc. 500 list who got their start through LegalZoom. Visit LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Our other sponsor, 99designs, is the place for your logo, web, or merchandise designs for your brands. Visit 99designs.com slash FIRE to get $99 of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire for a free pack of services. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Mike Hardenbrook. Mike, are you prepared to ignite? Light it up, man. (laughs) All right, I love it. Mike is the co-founder of Knowledgely, Growth Hacker TV, and Dental Destinations. He specializes in business development and his strategies have been implemented with over 100 companies in the last three years. He's also an advisor at the Accelerator Program of the number two ranked Baylor University. Giving Fire Nation a little overview, Mike, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you and then tell us about your business. Yeah, man, I I would say that I'm a serial entrepreneur. And uh, but I didn't really always start that way. I studied biz. I didn't study business in college. Uh, of all things, I studied art. So, but through the college years and in my post grad, I was making money online uh, from one way or another since 2000. And I was selling computers, supplements, even diamonds for a short while. Wow. And um, but I guess I never really thought of myself as an entrepreneur. Uh, like my co-founder Los, who you've interviewed, uh, I really had never had a traditional job. I was always making money some way or another on my own. <clears throat> and then I would say in about 2007, 2008, I really said, you know, no way to this uh, art auction industry, which is what I was studying for uh, with Sotheby's in London. And I decided to go full time into online stuff. And so my first internet business, like full time internet business uh, was called Dental Destinations. I should say it is called Dental Destinations because it's still in operation. Uh, but what is, it essentially is, is an international dental inspection inspections agency and basically what we do is we match up US patients with dentists uh, outside of the US for a third of the cost and what we do is we inspect for safety and then about a year and a half ago Los and I started building a digital publishing company called Knowledgely and we have the opportunity to work with some amazing companies and entrepreneurs and what we do is we build trainings and rather quickly we've had some great success and we've promoted in places like AppSumo and TechCrunch. And of course, the best reward in building these trainings is that we get to help entrepreneurs along the way. So, but uh, most recently, I'm really excited about a new project that I have going. Uh, it's called Growth Hacker TV. And if we have some time now, I'd be happy to share on that a little bit as well. Well, we definitely will have time to delve fully into Growth Hacker TV later on in the interview. But before we do, Mike, We always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote. It gets that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. 
Absolutely. I would say you definitely have to have a success quote because it keeps you on par with, with your mission, your mantra. So I actually have two that are both short by the same guy, Dr. David Schwartz, who wrote The Magic of Thinking Big, which I highly recommend. And one is when you believe your mind will find a way to do it. And the other is action cures fear. So for me, it's about self-awareness and it's important to think positively about the abilities that um, result in success. So for me, it reinforces that successful people, they find a way to make things happen rather than finding excuses. Because a lot of us would rather take our, our focus and our energy in finding excuses why things won't work instead of finding a solution. And the second is action cures fears. And this is very important to me in my everyday because I'm a person of action. And if I can give one thing to anybody listening to this podcast right now to take away from this, it would be this one piece of advice. And that is to take action at some level if you've been holding back for whatever reason it is because of fear. And I find that action cures this fear and you're going to overcome that false you know, sensation of inadequacy because what you'll do is you'll in turn actually be much better than you think you are when you actually go out and do it. And a lot of the tendencies um, of us is that not only do we underestimate ourselves, we overestimate the other people. Uh, and we build them up a lot more intelligent than they actually are. So when you actually take action, um, whether or not you f fail or not, you're going to be that much closer to success. And it's going to end up being a win-win either way. That's a powerful quote. And I specifically love the second, action cures fear. It just speaks to me throughout my career, not even just in the entrepreneurial world. Personally, I was an officer in the U.S. Army for eight years 13 months, I was deployed to Iraq, and I'll never forget one of the first times we encountered action. We were taking fire, and IEDs were going off, and it was just mayhem. And here I was, this young lieutenant, trying to lead this platoon, and man, let me tell you, I was trying to figure out what the best possible thing to do was, and panic started to creep in for obvious reasons. And my platoon sergeant grabs me, he shakes me, and he goes, Lieutenant Dumas, a good decision now is better than a great decision later. Do something. And so from that point forward, I've always realized, hey, just take action. Action cures fear on so many levels. And for me, a good decision now as an officer was better than a great decision later because you might not have that opportunity to make that great decision. So they both tie in. And Mike, I just shared a personal story. I want you to now share a personal story where how action cured fear for you. Wait a minute. Let's not go forward so fast, man. How am I going to continue with this interview when you share such an amazing story like that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upstage you. <laughs> no, I'm really glad you shared it with me, though, and everyone that's listening, for sure. I do want you to try to follow up with that, though. I know you can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say that the, the, one of the moments when action overcomes fear was with my dental business and you know, I'm, I'm in my late 20s and I'm reaching out to these businesses that are very established. Um, and I actually even was reaching out to foreign governments to get their cooperation. And when I started taking action, I, I suddenly realized that, you know, there are people out there that are willing to work with me. And for me to sit there and think that put them on this pedestal uh, 
and, and be afraid to contact them. And when I found out that I actually started contacting them, that there was no reason for the fear that they're just like us. They're, they're people just like us. They have the same desires and fears and everything else. Um, but they're just a different person. Right. And, and I think that that's when I realized that taking action and reaching out, um, there, that, that's really going to overcome the fear. Powerful, Mike. And it's a great segue to our next topic, which is failure. Because as entrepreneurs, we face fear every single day, but we also face failure every single day. It's part of the life of an entrepreneur. Take us back to a time in your journey when you failed, when you just came up against an obstacle or a challenge that you had to dig super deep to overcome. And how'd you overcome that? For sure. And I I like this question because Failure is one of those things that people don't like to think about. But if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you absolutely have to be prepared for it because it's going to happen. You know, I mean, um, I think it was one I'm traveling in Spain right now and I recently saw a quote and he's not an entrepreneur. It was from Salvador Dali and it was saying something. Don't fear perfection because it's just not going to happen. Um, and, and that sort of sort of is the mindset that an entrepreneur has to kind of move forward with is that don't try to be perfect, you're going to fail. And so I guess the the thing that my biggest failure was um, my biggest learning experience. And I think it goes back to the to the dental business because that was sort of my biggest learning, learning curve, you know. And um, I would say as much as I love the dental business, uh, because it was my first business, it's my baby, and I really didn't enjoy though the daily aspects of the job once I built the business. Hmm. And I think back that when I was still toying with certain ideas uh, about how I could move things forward or maybe pivot or whatever, and just by total random, and it's a total different story in and on itself, but I ended up on this entrepreneur excursion in Nicaragua, and I find myself sitting on a boat uh, with Noah Kagan and a bunch of entrepreneurs and if you don't know who Noah Kagan is, he's the founder of it at AppSumo. AppSumo. Yeah. And um, I remember talking to him. You know, we had some beers. We had a great time. It was awesome. Um, but about some of the frustrations in my business, and it was sort of a brief conversation. But I remember he just kind of said to me, uh, "I, Mike, I would really only focus on what you really want to do. And that's like a really obvious thing, but it was sort of difficult for me to see. So I would say... It was sort of accepting that I had this built this company, but I wasn't really enjoying it and sort of knowing that I have the ability to focus on the things I really want to do and that there are so many ways to make money out there. And there's no reason why I have to focus on what's maybe making money now and rather change and focus on the things that make me happy. So really, I had to decide in the dental business that it wasn't making me happy and uh, it's still an operation, but I had to refocus to something new. And, and now I am. I'm with Knowledgely and the Growth Hacker, and I get to interact with amazing people on a daily basis. And I think that that failure allowed me to succeed in other things. Mm. I love that insight, Mike. Share with us just one clear lesson you pulled from that entire experience. There's a lot of ways to make money out there. Really, just focus on the things that make you happy. Boom. Summed up perfectly. Mike, let's transition now to the next topic, which is the aha moment, when that light bulb goes off. Because as entrepreneurs, yeah, sure, we fail every single day on certain levels, but we also have these aha moments, these light bulbs that are going off, that are inspiring us, that are driving us forward. Share with us a time in your journey when you had this light bulb that just went off and you said, wow, this is my authentic self. This is what I want to do. And share with Fire Nation how you turned that moment 
into success? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they look at other entrepreneurs and, you know, they see these people like, you know, with the big screen in the background and presenting in front of this huge group. And, you know, everybody sort of sees that as like this awesome moment. And you have, you know, innovators and, and uh, people that are making new and amazing things. And I think a lot of people strive for that. So I'm just sort of setting this one up. Now let me take a step back. So I think my biggest aha moment was when I was in Costa Rica and I was with the dental business. I presented to a group um, that was representing the government uh, and the Board of Tourism. And I felt like I was just totally in this imposter mode, you know, the entrepreneurs that I faked my way into this meeting. Oh, the Seth Godin imposter syndrome is so prevalent. Exactly. And somehow this imposter convinced this, this board, this government board in another country, in another language, to do a, a joint promotion with my company, <laughs> come out and do events with me and give me money. And I think that that was when I realized I had this aha moment that I'm not that guy that's sitting in front of this giant group and awe-inspiring them. And I'm not this innovator building the most amazing thing in the world that's going to change, you know, give, give clean water in another country. I realized that I'm a business development guy. I'm a strategic partnerships guy and I'm really good at it and I really enjoy it and I feel normal doing it. After I sort of got through that, you know, segment of the imposter syndrome, I I really realized that's where my strengths lie. And when you sort of find your strengths and feel comfortable with them and know that that's that's where they are, uh, it's sort of for me, that was that aha moment. Okay, now I know. Uh, what I can really push to develop and and make even better. I mean, hey, somebody's out there doing amazing things. Why not you? You're absolutely right. I mean, there's no reason why you can't. Boom. So, Mike, just pull out one clear lesson. We love these little sound bites at Entrepreneur on Fire. What was the one clear lesson you pulled out from this aha moment? The one clear me- message that I would take away from that or the one clear moment that I felt was the strongest is that really develop and strengthen what is natural to you. Don't try to make something that is not natural uh, your primary goal. So like I said, initially, you know, being this grandeur figure and all that was something that I sort of looked at as this, as this um, kind of creme de la creme. But to be honest, it really wasn't what I wanted. Uh, it's sort of what I fooled myself into wanting. So I'm not saying here, uh, don't go after your dreams, even if they make you uncomfortable. What I'm saying is, is that really concentrate on things that are good and make you the best at doing those things. So if you were sort of a, an average presenter, but you loved it, but you know that you could be the best, focus on that. But for me, it was getting some little wins with business development. And I really knew I could develop in something really big. Boom. I mean, it's all about that Malcolm Gladwell tipping point. All of us have to work, be working towards those 10,000 hours. And until we put the time in, we're not going to have that expertise. And it's just all about getting that ball rolling, getting that momentum, getting those small wins at the beginning and just keep persevering. Perfect, Mike. Thank you for sharing that. And this next question's stumbled a couple people, but I know you prepare for this interview, so I'm not expecting it to stumble you up. Have you had an I've made it moment? Yeah, so um, I like this question also, (laughs) and it made me think. That's why. But to be honest, uh, I would say that I haven't. 
and I'm not really sure that I ever will. And it's not something that I'm sort of pushing towards um, because one, I'm in a marathon. I'm not in a sprint to, to get to the end. And also, I always like to be pushing the bar further up for myself. And I don't mean to sound cliche about that, but that is very true. That's really, I like to push the limits. Um, I would say that I kind of had a mini aha moment, or I'm, I'm sorry, a mini, I've made it moment, but it's more of like, this is working moment. Right. Uh, I would say it, it was kind of in twofold. It was one, when I started waking up in the morning and seeing that I had made money uh, when I went to bed. And the other was when I became 100% location independent. Uh, I mentioned that I'm in Spain, like right now, business goes on as normal and I'm taking a few months and I'm with my family traveling in Spain. So I would say that those were like my mini, uh, I've made it moments, uh, but not anything where I can just like sit back in my easy uh, lounge chair and say, <laughs> ah, you know, where's my Mai Tai or whatever. So... <laughs> Oh, that was a great image. And that's exactly why I asked this question, Mike, because every entrepreneur looks at it differently. Every entrepreneur answers this question differently. Some guys say, John, I will never have an I've made a moment, similar to you, because that I've made a moment denotes the end. And as an entrepreneur, I'm never going to be done with my journey. While other entrepreneurs look at it differently and say, John, I have an I've made a moment every single day. And for me, it's not necessarily that word, the I've made a moment. It's the journey and appreciating those achievements and accomplishments that you're hitting along the way, these milestones that are so impactful and important to entrepreneurs. So Mike, let me rephrase this a little bit. Are you enjoying your journey? Absolutely. Loving it. And you know what? I think uh, I might hit it. I've made it moment, but only when I squeeze every single drop out of, of one venture and then it's sort of on to another and, and, you know, up and onward from there. Got it. Love it. All right, Mike, we've mentioned that we're going to get more into what you have going on right now in your world. And this is the time. We're going to talk about your current business, present times, what's exciting you most right now. So take it away. Share with Fire Nation what is really exciting you right now. I'm really excited about a product that we have coming up that I've been working on every day and I've been loving working on it because the guys that I'm coordinating with are absolutely amazing. Uh, the course is called Traffic Black Book. It's a, sec it's a 2.0 yes. from a, one that was made about a year and a half ago. The guy's name is Chad Hamsey and if you haven't heard of him, he's basically a hired gun for most major marketers out there to just drive insane traffic and well if you well, haven't I, heard of him then you haven't been listening to entrepreneur on fire because he debuted just a few episodes ago that's right i forgot yeah so awesome um so you have a story and if people haven't listened they definitely should go over yeah. and listen chad's an amazing guy so cool. uh, not, nice guy knowledgeable and he'll give you a roundhouse kick if he wanted to because he's an <laughs> Because <laughs> he's a he's a very uh, trained fighter, also. So. After his intro, my my words were, "Chad, I'm gonna do my best not to piss you off today." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy's. Uh, I've seen some of. If you look on an online forum, you'll either find things about marketing or boxing matches or kickboxing matches. So. <laughs> All right, so get back into it, Mike. What is what is really exciting you? Yeah, it's really exciting me because what we ended up doing in the end of the day was bringing in about seven companies, all 
experts in pushing paid traffic and we've got about 115 lessons on paid traffic. It's going to pretty much like the name says it's a black book. So we're going to open up every avenue for you to push traffic to your business and how to scale out your profits. So I'm really uh, excited, especially excited because of the joint promos that we have lined up for it where we've been working, like I said, I'm a biz dev guy. So not only do I coordinate with the instructors, I coordinate with partnerships. So I've been working with Udemy and they're getting ready to launch something called CrunchU on TechCrunch. And I know that by the time this airs, uh, will have already launched. Yes. And we're one of two exclusive promo courses that TechCrunch will promote wow. when they launch this new product. Wow, that is just exciting stuff. And I can say that I was really pumped to be able to connect with you specifically and to kind of converse with you back and forth a little bit because I have something coming up of my own, which is very similar to what you've produced on a totally different niche and industry of podcasting where I'm creating my first high-level, high-end, elite product about podcasting and how I've taken Entrepreneur on Fire from launch to six months later, a business is generating over six figures. So I'm really excited to pick your brain on that and to see the success that you have with your launch. It's just really exciting things. And Mike, I just want you to continue to talk about this for a second because so many Fire Nation listeners are excited about this new space like Udemy and other things along those lines. Talk to us about that and your experiences and where you see the future going. Yeah, so I mean, I think when I first started out in the sort of education space, I sort of looked at it as Udemy, not as a competitor directly, but sort of. But then I thought, you know, that's a large funded company. I'm not a large funded company. We have some great people involved with our company, but it's never been the big goal. I see the education space, especially like with Udemy and some of the other ones you Audacity and um, you know Khan Academy. I, I really see that education pushing towards a free model, but um, there are certain places that you know businesses are willing to pay, especially for things like marketing uh, materials, and they can just buy this sort of thing because this is what we created. We didn't. It, it can be used for the the one man uh, you know band entrepreneur for sure. But it's also created for small to medium and corporate businesses for them to take and use as training materials for their companies. And I, so I think that a lot of these uh, digital courses out there are very valuable both to single uh, entrepreneurs but also large companies. And it's really about speed. You know, do you want to spend the time and fragment what's free out there online or do you want to get somebody that sort of knows what they're talking about, can bring it all together? Put it in a very cohesive and uh, step-by-step uh, instruction method for you to learn and apply to your business. Love that and love where this is going. So, Mike, we're going to wrap this section up right here. So share with us something that you really do want to mention about your current business, what you have going on, and your vision for the future. There's one more I want to mention. It's Growth Hacker TV. And, John, it's awesome because... There's a lot of crossover between your podcast and scoring these awesome interviews because I've taken my my biz dev, my strategic partner know-how, and I've applied it to this new company. And actually, I'd love to talk to you about your tactics. I sort of saw some of them. I was looking at your scheduling methods and everything because over the last about four months, I've been scheduling and contacting 
higher up people that you know most people wouldn't think you can get a hold of to get to share information but I'm sure in your journey you found out it's amazing people are willing to share at any level no one's really untouchable uh, like I said in the beginning of the interview you know we're all people we all have the same emotions and desires and fears and it's just one person reaching out to another and some people usually high high producers they have more time in the day because they're not those people that are looking for excuses not to do something. So Growth Hacker TV is just basically startups are, are you know, that was this big boom. But the thing is that they start up and then they stall out. They can't get users, they can't acquire more users, get credit cards on file. And what the new uh, fad in Silicon Valley really is, is to get these growth experts. And they're called growth hackers. Some people love the term, some people hate it. Uh, it doesn't matter because what they're doing works. And so right now we have about 90 interviews with guys from Facebook, Dropbox, Airbnb, uh, you know, you name it in the LinkedIn, Expedia, and we brought them to share exactly what they're doing with some of these companies to, to get them more users. Oh, that is exciting stuff. I definitely look forward to conversing with you as this progresses because there's such synergies here, Mike, and absolutely to all the listeners out there, Reach out to these people. They are just people. And if you can provide value first and foremost, you are going to get great results. Now let's take a second to thank our sponsor, LegalZoom. Fire Nation, are you ready to start planning your future, but you're not sure where to turn to for affordable legal protection you can trust? Visit LegalZoom.com where you'll find time-saving services developed by a team of experienced attorneys. LegalZoom takes care of you from start to finish and provides you with peace of mind knowing that your family is legally protected. For over 12 years, they've been helping Americans get personalized wills, powers of attorney, living trust, real estate documents, and more. LegalZoom also helps start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. So what are you waiting for? Start your business, protect your family, and safeguard your assets at LegalZoom.com today. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. If you're a parent or entrepreneur, don't wait any longer. Call or visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Our other sponsor, 99designs, is the answer to all your design needs. Do you need a new logo for your business? What about some sweet web design? We could all use some new infographics, Facebook cover pages, and banners. Incredible graphic designers at 99designs are waiting to help you out. They'll work on projects you define, and you'll assign the budget that works for you. There's a lot that goes into starting a new business. The paperwork, the legal considerations, personnel, and day-to-day operations. Get some help with the branding and marketing from people who know their stuff. At 99designs, you choose the best submissions for your project and give feedback until the results match your expectations. There's a 100% money-back guarantee, complimentary design consultations with a San Francisco design team for all your branding needs, and stellar 24-7 support. Visit 99designs.com slash fire today for a $99 power pack of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Mike, we're going to now transition to my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us 
Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Fired up. <laughs> All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, I would say the mindset that was holding me back was that you had to be the most intelligent and the best at something to succeed, uh, which we all know if you look at around, there are so many people that are making it, making a lot of money, and they are not by any means intelligent. So uh, I don't discourage people from listening to this to be the most informed, but I think it's most important to be enthusiastic, to be willing, and the ability, like my quote from before says, to take action, those things are much more important. I mean, that's about all I had when I started Entrepreneur on Fire, Mike, was enthusiasm. I had no broadcasting skills, no prior knowledge, no experience, no connections in the industry whatsoever. I mean, nothing. I had come from commercial real estate and corporate finance. I mean, I was the furthest person from having any kind of leg up in this industry, but I started with enthusiasm. I took action. I didn't care that I sucked at first. I knew that I was going to get better if I kept at it. And as we stand right now, just seven months after launch, Entrepreneur on Fire is getting over 200,000 unique downloads in over 145 countries and growing. And it's just a testament to taking action. That's awesome, man. It's amazing. And it sounds like you've been doing this for a decade. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> What's something that's working for you right now? Uh, I would say the thing that's working best for me is uh, is forming strategic partnerships and finding people uh, out there and forming those relationships that are going to be mutually beneficial, that are going to get them more sales and success together. Boom. What is the best advice you've ever received? I think that the biggest shifts in my mindset have not been all that recent. Uh, so when I had to think about this one, I think that uh, back in the day, I didn't have mentors. I didn't come from an entrepreneurial background by any means. I'm actually um, sort of the rich dad, poor dad. I, my my parents are the poor dad. So they're educators. So I think that the most influential would go back to that title in Robert Kiyosaki's book uh, that I read in my early 20s. And though the advice in that book probably changed me the most uh, at an initial uh, stage. And Knowing that I can either work hard uh, or smart to make someone else rich, or I can do that and make myself rich was probably, you know, reading that kind of stuff was the best advice or most influential for me. Powerful. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yep. Uh, since I'm a biz dev guy, I'm always in my email box and I can't uh, let things fall through, although I'm not one of those guys that really gets heavy into to programs and, and the features and all that stuff. I've just, my brain just doesn't work that way. So the one that I use religiously is called followup.cc. Um, and really what it does is you just blind carbon copy yourself, you know, how many days you want to follow up after sending that email and it'll pop back up in your, in your inbox and you can either respond to it then or uh, you can hit snooze. So basically, if I want to schedule somebody with Growth Hacker, man, they're going to get an email from me every six days until they decide they want to say yes. Uh, so, John, and maybe it might work for you guys. You guys <laughs> probably have people coming and knocking your door down now. 
Yeah, but you know, for those really high level guests that you know, you just never know you're going to catch them on that right day. I mean, I emailed Seth Godin for months, and then finally one day I just got an email back and said, "How about tomorrow, one p.m.?" I was like, <gasps> "So yeah, <laughs> you never know." Yeah. Yeah, I hit Neil Patel for a while until he decided he wanted it. He was awesome, too. So. Great. I have him coming up next month. I'm excited. Nice. Yeah, I have one more, actually, that I have to say is that, uh, like I said, I'm not a tech guy. I'm big into It's not a program, but I'm, I really have to say it's carrying around a notepad. It's just such a big impact. Nice. I love the old school, Mike. And yeah. as Fire Nation knows, you can find links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode entrepreneuronfire.com slash Mike Hardenbrook. So Mike, if you could only recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Man, people are probably rolling their eyes by this point, but like I said, business development, strategic partnerships, is really important to understand people. And I religiously read How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes. And I read it front to back every few months, usually not even with a break. I'll just start it right back over. Uh, on on um, Audible, but I also read it. And um, another trick that I wanted to say to, if you're going to read a book over and over again, try reading it if you're learning another language in that language, because wow. not only are you not as bored and you increase your language knowledge, but you start to pick up things and pay attention to things that you probably skipped over in the English version. Interesting. Well, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free, Posible en Espanol too, by going to <laughs> eofirebook.com. It. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners. That's eofirebook.com. So Mike, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Yeah, without a doubt, my first, if I had $500 and my knowledge, first thing I would do, hands down, info product, because it's speed to create, speed to deliver, overhead, it's popping out of my head, some very small things. And, but I wouldn't just say, you know, create an info product, boom, that's my answer. You know, I, I'd, uh, what I do then is I take out my existing knowledge and I'd, I'd create a product uh, or think about creating a product and realize what would be the best customer for that product would be. And then I'd start looking around for existing companies that are wanting to target those exact same customers. And what I do then, since, you know, in this new world, Nobody knows who I am. Right. And, and what I do is I then seek out people and say, look, you know, I'm creating this info product. I have, uh, I have done the research. I know that these people are interested in it. There's a crossover between people that you're targeting. Let's create this together. Um, I'll push the traffic. I'll do all the things. All you have to do is sort of slap your name on it since, you know, I am unknown. And then I get some credibility in the space. I could probably t- go from them saying yes to one to another company that wants to target them, get another one involved. And before I know it, I could have a ton of credibility of this info product and it's ready to sell. That was some actionable advice. And you have given us actionable advice this entire interview and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yes. 
my email is mike at knowledge.ly. And the reason I'm leaving it here is if anyone listening to this podcast has been trying to get somebody to help them with their business involved with it, I don't mean just say, hey, will you please come and help me? But you have an actual legitimate project that you've been trying to get somebody involved with and you're having difficult getting them to respond, hit me up. I'll take a look at your email that you're sending out and I'll see if I can give you some pointers. Wow. Love that. And what's a parting piece of guidance? Always believe in yourself. You're always probably going to be better than you think you are. And just, you know, take action. And the other thing is <laughs> come, come to my website, Knowledgely and growthhacker.tv. Perfect. Well, again, this will all be linked up in the show notes, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Mike Hardenbrook. Mike, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, what great idea do you have brewing inside you? Enough brewing. Take powerful action today. Go grab your domain and get your website up. I've created a simple seven-minute tutorial that will walk you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.